0: Welcome to The Light of the World. This is Jerry G. Martin. At the beginning of the year, many churches and many believers will dedicate a time of fasting and prayer to start the year off seeking God's favor and God's blessings and God's wisdom for things that are going on in our lives. Well, I'm going to bring a series of messages about fasting, the purpose of fasting, and how God works through fasting. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to share with you how you can listen to it again and share it with friends and other church members who may not be as informed about fasting as they could be. God is still in the business of doing some amazing, wonderful, powerful things. Let's pray that God will speak to our hearts today. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Companies and marketeers, they got schemes. People have schemes. Guys have schemes when they're going out trying to hook up. They'll tell you stuff about themselves that's not true. He'll tell you he's a sanitation engineer (laughs) when he's riding on the back of the garbage truck. I had one friend, he was telling people he was an (laughs) astronaut. I had a couple of friends who would. Uh, they was working out there in the plant wearing coveralls, but on their off day, they put on suits and get a briefcase and go downtown outside of Penzo Tower at lunchtime to see the ladies coming out. And that's what the enemy does. It's a scheme to make you think one thing, and but the end result is for destruction and for. Uh, division and discord and tearing things up and keeping you off track so that you will never ever do what God called you to do. And he said the ones that are perpetrating these schemes are rulers, authorities, powers in this dark world, spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. So if you can believe in God, you got to believe in the devil. you got to believe in demonic forces. There are demonic forces. They, they, had, they didn't retire when Jesus died on the cross. They're still here. They're still active. They're still causing issues and troubles and problems and sickness and all of those kinds of things. When you're in a war, the key to victory is the superiority of your weaponry. And the Lord says, I've given you some superior weapons so that you don't have to be defeated by the enemy who comes in with all of these things. The church is in a battle for our homes and our families, our schools, our communities, and our culture. We have a spiritual battle. Well, do you think everything that's been happening in the last 20 to 30 years in our culture is just happening? I saw something, somebody had a sign uh, uh, this morning saying, uh, no abortions are safe because somebody always dies. But we have millions of them. It's a, it's a plan. It's a scheme. When people say, you just want to be pro choice It's a scheme. We believe it. We bought it. You can marry whoever you love. What's the problem with that? It's a scheme. God says it's going to be one man and one woman. The devil says, let's see if we can hook these two men up together and these two women. Let's then see what happens. ain't going to be no procreation, and then they can't be fruitful and multiply. Let's try that. And we say, well, you know, we shouldn't have any problem with that. We should just let people do what they want. It's a scheme. In the neighborhood I grew up in, we used to call them pigeon droppers. And they come up to you talking fast showing you a big roll of cash and you know you're trying to figure it out. It was a pigeon droppers. Just slap them upside the head and keep going because they're trying to take your money. If you don't recognize a scheme when you see it then you're vulnerable. But the Lord has given us some weapons. 2 Corinthians ten three says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary they have divine power. To demolish strongholds. The King James says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the pulling down of the strongholds. The weapons we fight with. Somebody say, our weapons. So you got some weapons. The Lord's not going to leave you defenseless without power, without giving you something to fight with. He said, I give you some weapons, and they are not of this world. So you got to fight these out-of-the-world spirits with the -the out-of-the-world weapon. And God says, I got some of those weapons. What does he call them? One of them is fasting. That's why the devil don't want you to fast. That's why every time we call a fast, you try to figure out, oh, you know, I have so much trouble. Like some of you tell me, oh, I just, Ooh, pastor. He don't want you to do that. Why? That's like pulling out the nuclear weapon. Don't, don't you get that weapon. You know how Iran is over there trying to develop a little nuclear weapon. Everybody said you better not get that. Don't you get that? We ain't going to let you have that. Why? Because they know once they get it somebody's in trouble and that's what the devil does when you're trying to fast oh no no you know you know i have to do that you know your body can't take that you know your mind can't take that i get a headache when i do that my attitude change when i do that i don't know why the pastor want people to do that oh fasting! and the bible don't say you have to fast all the time oh yeah all kind of that's a scheme you end up not doing it but god that's one of the most powerful weapons that god has given the church fasting and praying and the devil talk you out of it every time and then the next year and the year after that and the year after that you're still in the same place because you don't use those nuclear weapons that God has put at your disposal the devil said don't you go don't you touch that note it's like Twinkie don't you hit that note he don't want you to hit that note he don't want you to pick up that weapon don't you pick up that weapon so if you do, I'm in trouble. He'll fight you in three different areas mostly. He'll fight you in fasting. He'll fight you in prayer. He'll fight you in your giving. Those are weapons that God gives you so that you can be effective in ministry and effective in your life. And you can have the abundant life that he wants you to have. But the devil will tell you, no, no, you can't do that. That's the demonic forces talking to you. Sometimes it sounds like your kinfolks and your wife and your husband and your children. <laughs> that ain't them. No, we don't need to do that. Why we got to do that? I don't see why we got to do that. No, you don't have to do that. Stay where you are. The most potent and versatile weapons that the believers have in their arsenal are fasting and prayer. You can have any kind of a shindig you want to have in the church, you can pack the place. Call some singers and rappers, you can pack the place. Call on a musical and a choir day, you can pack the place. Call on a prayer meeting, and you can go bowling in the church. It won't hit nobody. <laughs> Why is that? When Jesus said, my house should be the house of prayer. Ain't the house of partying, we're going to party like we're going to do a Holy Ghost party. like we. Yeah, that ain't about that. That ain't gonna. The devil be partying right along with you. Yeah, come on, shake it, shake it, shake it. <laughs> then you got to get your something. Shake, shake, shake. Shake the devil off. I'm like, how did he get that good a hold on you? You got to shake him off. See, he ought not be getting that close to you. You got to shake him off. He ought to be scared of you. He done grabbed a hold to you. Got a choke hold on you and everything. Now you got to shake him off. <laughs> so I want to talk about fasting a little bit. So that those of you who uh, are convicted by this message can join us in the last week. (laughs) There are some people who do have medical issues who needs to govern themselves accordingly. And they do need to eat because of their medical conditions. And so you need to be sure you take care of that. But that's only about one in 20. (laughs) That's not everybody. Everybody. Your hunger pain is not a medical condition. (laughs) Fasting biblically means to cover the mouth, to afflict the soul. It is the practice of self-denial. Fasting may be partial, like an abstinence from certain kinds of food, someone called a Daniel's diet a Daniel's fast, or it could be a total fast, abstinence from all food. The Jews in the scripture on the day of atonement were forbidden on their fast to eat or to drink. They were even forbidden to bathe, to wear sandals, and to indulge in any sexual intimacy while they were fasting. A fast may be of a shorter or longer duration. It could be for one day or from sunrise to sunset, as some do, or a complete day or several days. Moses, Elijah, Jesus fasted 40 days. 40. We can't go one. They did 40. David fasted seven days on the occasion of the illness of his son. Esther, along with her people, fasted for three days and three nights. And the Hebrews and the Jews in the early period of their history were in the habit of fasting whenever they were in hard and trying circumstances when things start going bad they would fast If they had misfortune or bereavement or if there was a prospect of judgment from God and on occasions when they fell into sin and they wanted forgiveness they would fast to avert any calamity I'm reminded of uh, the story of Jonah when he went to Nineveh and these were pagans in Nineveh and Jonah had the message he said God told me to tell you because of the way you are, he's going to destroy this city in a few days. And the king of the city, who wasn't a believer of God, called a fast and a prayer. And he put, you read the scripture, he put everybody on a fast and he put all the animals on a fast. He said, y'all ain't eating either. We not eating y'all and y'all ain't eating nothing. Why? Because God says he's going to destroy us and we need everybody on one accord and we need everybody together on this thing. And uh, they prayed and God sent, sent Jonah back and say, I heard their prayer. Tell them I'm going to, I'm going to spare them. The king says, everybody, we're going to fast and we're going to pray to this God that Jonah told us about. We don't want what he said is coming. So why should we fast and how do we fast? I want to look at just a couple of reasons in scripture how uh, where people fasted and for what purpose and what reason. There was a fast for to ask for God's directions and God's help when things are going bad. Sometimes you don't know uh, what to do. I remember um, we were at a spot in our building of this building where we had finished the foundation and the um, parking lot and uh, the building hadn't gone up and we were believing that God will help us to build this for debt free but we were running out of money and we asked our leadership team to go on a seven day fast so that we can hear from God about what to do and we heard from God about what to do 30 days later we were back on track with this building we heard from God and that was go and borrow some money and we were like okay And you know what? We borrowed that money. We got funding just like that when other churches were taking a year and a half or two years to get funding. We got it in a week. And that was uh, just a few weeks before Katrina hit. And when Katrina hit, all the building and construction prices went up. We had just closed our contracts before that happened. God gave us wisdom on what to do, how to do it, when to do it. We said, We're going to fast. Everybody around this table, we're going to fast completely for seven days not fast until six o'clock not fast in one hour we need to hear from God when you need to hear from God you push your stuff back you push those plates back you turn off that television you get in a corner you get in your prayer closet you begin to ask God for some direction God uh, this is my problem I need to know what to do Thank you once again for listening to the Light of the World broadcast. We certainly hope that your life is being enriched as we are teaching on fasting. Fasting is one of the most powerful weapons that God gives to the believers. It was Jesus who said this kind comes out by fasting and by prayer. I want to reemphasize that fasting without prayer is going to be ineffective. So always put prayer and fasting together. If you would like to hear this message again in its entirety, you can listen to us at our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also share those podcasts with family members or members of your church or someone who is not really informed about fasting. We find that there are people who are still wondering how do I fast and why do I fast and these messages are here to help with that I also want to invite you to be a part of what God's doing at the Light of the World Christian Fellowship Church we're meeting each Sunday at 16161 Old Humble Road This is a wonderful time of year to come together as we pray and seek God's face, as we expect God to move in a significant, mighty way in our homes, in our church, in our families, and in our communities. God wants you to be a part of what he's doing in this day and in this hour. Also, I want to remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school material, books, Bibles, anointing oil, call us at the Beacon. 281-441-2885.